Hey, Black Tribers, welcome to another podcast. Uh, continuing along the theme of family and fathering and parenting, today we're going to jump into what it means to be a, a mother or have the spirit of mothering about you. Spirit of mothering. So we've been tackling what the fatherlessness looks like in America and around the world, what a father's role is on our past podcasts. Check those out if you haven't listened to those. Uh, it, they're awesome. And it's good information. They are awesome. And and now, so our Patreon people yeah. are watching us on Wednesdays video, and then this thing goes live on our we'll try Apple to get a new picture this and week. Sound um, Cloud on Friday, and we'll get a new picture. It represents sometime. the world. No, we're we're working on a studio. Yeah, we're working we're on. We're gonna studio. help our we game a, a bit, guys. We got on. a lot. Yeah, we're fixing it. The fall's really... gonna be nuts, but yep. through the winter, we're gonna jump jump up a we'll little bit. We'll still work right. through the fall. So we're gonna well, this hit. Is near and dear to my heart. Okay. This is really precious to me because I um, speak mostly to women and they used to uh, have me come and do all the world race launches to speak to the mothers and tell my story. And they're changing their launches a little bit up right now, but I love it because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on, on women um, that different pressure. I know men are under pressure to provide and, and to do all those things, but women have almost this expectation of perfection. Okay. Which, um, you know, whether you work inside the home, outside the home or both, you are really supposed to have it all together all the time. All the time. And the biggest critic of women is usually other women. Oh, I can't believe when Lisa and I are walking in a crowded area now with our masks on, of course. Um, and I, the men will check her out, but more women look her up and down than men do. Well, I think it's because I have scars all over my legs no, right now. No, 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 no. Women judge movies. each other. Yeah. Women are really hard on each other. It's crazy. Really hard on each other. It, the competition is pretty spiteful, pretty nasty. I feel like if I did nothing else in my life, I would like to die knowing that I left a little bit of mark on the earth as an example in some way of a woman that's classy, takes care of herself, speaks well of other women, celebrates other women. It, it's so crucial. And I want you to hear this as young women. And we're going to talk about young mothers and how proud we are of you. But Lisa and I had this conversation this morning. Yeah. That it's so hard for you to find a it's woman mentor. really hard. Like I, older I, I women have, are bitter. Have, they're angry. Yeah. They're childish. Yeah. I have one that's that we've been friends forever and she's precious to me. And um, getting to know Karen um, Dillbeck a little bit more and she's amazing. Yes. Um, and very inspiring. But it is really hard for me to find women that I'm drawn to that are my age or older that aren't real gossipy, that aren't really bitter, that aren't um, kind of petty. Like it's just, and, and why do you think that is? Why are, th- why are women like, that? I think it's, I don't think it's getting worse. I think that behavior has always been encouraged in women. I went to a church when I was in my early twenties and you know, they wouldn't wear makeup. They have their hair long and in a bun. Don't they want to be at that church. Long, you know, jean skirts and they were very modest in their attire, but gluttony and gossip was completely Norm. It was, norm. it was encouraged. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the nursery with my <laughs> newborn thinking the only way I'm going to fit into this church is if I join them, I'm going to have to join the ranks of gossip. And so I did. And it came back on me like that. And that was when I made a decision because people were questioning my integrity and they were questioning my heart. I did a few things for some ladies in the church out of the goodness of my heart, like making them meals or getting them, you know, maternity clothes or whatever. And that kind of backfired on me. I thought my reputation matters more to me than fitting in with the gossipy women. Hmm. And I made a decision as a very young woman that I didn't want to be that way. There's still moments where I'm like, 
she's you know (laughs) like this morning i was like what's wrong with her why is she act like i don't understand why she acts that way and you're like that's valid i understand what you're saying but it is natural to gossip it is a it is like you have to literally make a decision and turn the other way well the one thing i would say about you is that you are a sealed book when anybody tells you anything it drives me crazy i try to pry it out of her um and you are the most loyal people person that i know on the planet with my people. And so with your people. And so if there's anything that I hope can be imparted through this podcast and this video today is that to young women, they'll hear this message the, of do not gossip, be loyal mm-hmm. and and find older women that are healthy. Yeah. And we got to help them do that. And if you're, the, not and if you're the older woman, please <laughs> represent well, you yes, know, like rep. just lead by your words and your example. They don't, no one wants to hear you quoting scripture. Nobody cares what you say. What we care about is how you act and how you treat people. And yep. that's all I care about is how people act and how they treat people. I don't really care what comes out of their mouth. It's not impressive. But there is a war over being feminine that we have had to fight for a long time. Absolutely. Our oldest daughter and I have discussions about this. She calls herself a feminist. I won't ascribe to that because I believe there's a man-hating spirit that goes with it. But ultimately, when we have a conversation, we pretty much agree. Okay. We want women treated well. We want equal rights. We want all these things. We want women to be protected. You know, all we, we agree but on when those they things. post. No, it's hateful. When it's it hateful. comes across hateful, you lose. You're not going to find a husband. You lose that. 50. Pro- <laughs> you can't see I'm sorry. You're not. If you're going to post hateful things about men, you are not going to find a husband and wonder why you're single. I don't know. Maybe there's a guy out there that just wants to be beat up. You know, <laughs> maybe he's like, I just life doesn't suck enough. I want to marry a woman who hates men. Yeah. I don't know. But there, there's a war over it, just like there's a war over men. I mean, men, like we talked about, are foundational. Women are life givers. Yes. And we were born in the garden to be protected. Yes. So part of the reason why women are angry and bitter is because they have been abused. That's right. I agree that men were were born in the wild to be wild, but we are to cover and serve our wives. And we have not done a good job of that. So women have to become the lead and manipulating and control and all the things come with it. So it's true. It it goes both ways. So women have been told a few lies um, from the time of, of Eve. And most of it is that, um, it's a, we were supposed to be property that we're less than mm. that. We deserve abuse that we, these are all lies. The enemy has told us that we're not worthy, that we're not equal. That we well, don't and, have and men say. have acted that way. And men have, acted I think that at way. the, the end of the old Testament into the to beginning of Matthew one, the genealogies was about 400 years. And I, and there was something like 239 new laws written. Uh, and most of those laws against were written against women. women. Yeah. We were Jewish women were property. We'll get into that. They were property big time. Yeah. But this is what the Lord says is the Lord says, I, I, I placed you in the garden because I want you to be nurtured and protected. I also am giving you the gift of nurturing and life giving and life sustaining. And of course there's a war. Satan hates anything that's life giving. Yes. And so women are life giving entities. And so he will come at us on that level. He hates our seed. He hates your seed. He hates our seed. And that's why and abortion. He's always trying right? to kill. Well, or abuse or just, I mean, any any good thing that comes out of us, not just babies, but the fact that I have the power to make your day or destroy your day with one sentence is a lot of power. It is. I don't know that anybody else can do that to you except for me. It's true. That's how much not power. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not even yeah. you, Seth Barnes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Seth. <laughs> He carries God over all his issues. He's fine now. I'm the only one that has that kind of power now. Um, so, yeah. So. 
the seed <laughs> is being destroyed. And what are we going to do to stop that? <laughs> wow. Oh, no, I didn't get any sleep last night at all. I, have just I wish you could see you. this video, those who are listening to our podcast. My wife's in rare form. I can't today. even see straight. Yes. Okay. Um, so what, okay. So here's, here's where we're at now today though, is it is time for, for mothers to rise up. Okay. It is time for mothers of all ages to rise up and take their families back because we have power in the spirit. And there's something that is activated there that turns a woman into a warrior, a warrior, a warrior. And you do not want to mess with a mother, but we all have the, the spirit of mothering can sit on anyone. Okay. So it does not matter. That's why I want to call it the spirit of mothering instead of mothering, because I am as passionate about my stepsons as I am about my biological children. There's no separation because I have a spirit of mothering. And if you're a woman and don't have a child, you can Absolutely. carry that spirit. Of Absolutely. Mothering. Absolutely. OK. Now, there's a difference between being a, acting like a little girl and putting, as Andrew would say, putting your big girl pants on and becoming a woman. You do not carry a spirit of mothering when you act like a little girl. No. Okay. No, in order to carry a spirit, a pure spirit of mother, you have to actually grow up yourself. Yes. And that means turning away from the things that little girls do. So mm. if you look at a two-year-old that's throwing a tantrum, yes, a little girl, you kind of like <laughs> Palmer Grace called us last night. She was hilarious. She dropped the phone. She's going to be two yes. next month. And so when she throws a fit, like she pushed her hot dog away and Brooke and I were both like, Try not to laugh because she's trying to discipline her and put her in time out. But it was her, her tantrum was hilarious. <laughs> now you take someone who's 50. Yes. If I threw my hot dog away and threw a she fit, has. I didn't, I love hot dogs. I would never do that. But that's a different story. But we have entire franchises that are based on just that. Right. We have all the housewife franchises, all the everything is women my age throwing tantrums gossiping acting and like being petty and acting like little girls. And it's like a car accident. You can't look away from it. It's intriguing. People want to see more of it. Well, and, and then even like we just had another big time ministry leader fall in sexual sin and his wife talking about it sounded like a 13 year old little like, girl. She sounded like that was why I sent you that clip because I was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is a woman my age and to listen to her talk you would think that she was 13 years old and her boyfriend had just broken up with her because she was upset about the guy she was having an affair with has moved on and is with other women now. Wow. And she's married. <laughs> and I was just, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, is this our example? Is this what we're putting out there for the next generation of women? The housewife shows and then these, these, and I, I was really irritated yesterday because this woman has a huge platform. And she has an opportunity to influence a lot of young women in a really beautiful, powerful way. And she's acting like a child. Well, and then we talked about it this morning around this subject is that it's been hard for you to find an older woman. When you have Linda, you have some people in your life right. that are awesome. Linda Sickinger. Um, but some of the older women that are around us, they just act like children. They do. And they get upset. They're bitter. The bitterness. And the, I mean, I, and I understand it comes from somewhere, but at some point. We all have to make a choice of what, who we're going to be in the story of our life. So to become a woman or carry a spirit of mothering, you say, is a choice. It's a choice. It's absolutely okay. a choice. Now, there are some people that are that I was I'm a naturally more nurturing person. In fact, Heather was telling me that um, on spring break when I was in high school. Yes. That I always was like, you guys, do you need to go pee before we go out? And they're like. 
Thanks, mom. And I was 17, but it was just, I was always like, did you wash your hands? Are you hungry? So you're just, you were kind I was of, just always, kind a of always a mother, Yes. which I thought, wow, how annoying was I? But they were like, no, you're actually really cute and funny. We liked you a lot, but I was always had that nurturing side to me, but the maturing part was a choice. Yes. And to lay down the childhood little girl things and grow into to womanhood is absolutely a choice. It has nothing to do with your age. And, and I would say probably for most women, it's a daily choice. Yes. Because you can slip. If you get angry with me, you can slip <laughs> and set my whole day. Of, whip my uh, hot dog yeah. off the table. Yeah, the hot dog's gone. <laughs> um, and so it's a consistent choice yes. to be a woman, not yes. act like a little girl. Okay? Which I would say, deep breath really think it through. Are you going to regret this later? Yeah. Are you, so that's one of the, the signs between a little girl and a woman is a little girl is completely controlled by her emotions. A woman is in control of her emotions. Yes. So I still have all the emotions I had when I was two and three and four and five, but I choose to control them. They yeah. don't, I'm not a slave to them. They're a slave to me. And if there's anything I'd want to come out of this series for young mothers is that you would get an impartation from Lisa she is a loyal, she's the most loyal person that I know. And she just, she carries a mother's heart, a mother's spirit. That's so sweet. Well, it's true. And then for you older women, I would be, if you're acting like a little girl, stop and grow up and get some help <laughs> That'd be because awesome. we need mothers out there that are mentors and disciplers yeah. for the, I have girls, we're, we have girls looking for older women all the time and we just can't hardly find them. Yeah, I know. And I can't, I can't do it all. I, I would love to, I could just spend my days doing that, but I, there just isn't enough time for all the girls that are reaching out to yeah, me. And it's overwhelming. Saying, I'm really, I need someone. We did a podcast on that for a G42 alumni, um, me and, and the, the young girls just talking about, um, Maria and I talked about mentorship and discipleship and the difference and how we need it. And, you know, Maria Horder, stud, Horda, Maria, Maria, Horda. she is awesome. Hi, Maria. We're talking tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's really, I think all those things are a choice. And I think the spirit of motherhood is all encompassing because you've got foster moms, you've got adoptive moms, you've got step moms, you have women who will never physically give birth by choice or not by choice, but they still can carry that, that spirit of mothering. And that's, that's the, the what we used to call the Kool-Aid mom, Yeah. which in our, in our neighborhood, it wasn't me. Um, when our kids were older, when Noah was little, it was Melody Hatton. And I was so grateful for her because Noah always was safe at her house. He always had a snack. She always knew what was going on. And after Michael died, that was really important. So the idea is that we're supposed to work together. Okay. And so there was a, a novel that came out a couple of years ago. You watched the movie with me. And through the whole movie, you kept saying, is this biblically accurate? Is this? No, you loved it. Oh, I did. The, red, the red tag. Oh, yeah. I did like that one. And it's, about- it's the story of Dina. No, yeah, which yeah. one? I don't want to. Don't say it. <laughs> okay. You always surprise me no, in these no, moments, too. Okay. And I know you won't. I know All you right. won't clean it up. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say ever. <laughs> no, the red tent is the story of Dina. Very good. And she, it, it basically tells the story of how the red tent was where the women went to go menstruate because they were in the Jewish tradition. They were unclean. But it was also where the older women came around, the younger women, they taught them how to be wives. They taught them how to be mothers. They walked them through childbirth. They walked them through pregnancy. And there was this bond that they were like sisters. And they taught them their idols and other things. Yeah, there was some some stuff that went down in the red tent, (laughs) for sure. Like, yeah, Joseph got really mad, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he got really ticked. But the point is, that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to, as older women, come around the younger women and say, 
This is in community. In community. Well, I hate the word community. Okay, in like a village it's setting. So overset. Yeah, okay. it's like village life, which yes. we'll get into. Here. Okay, but it's um that's that's what God intended us to be like. And so every time you see women that are tearing each other down, you know they're walking in the opposite spirit of what God designed them to be. Wow. And and we talked about this a little bit, but women look you up and down when we walk by them all the time. Women just judge women harshly or harder. And I think men judge each other. I just, I don't, I don't it's, it's true though, right? Women I'll, judge women each other. Been, harshly. Women have been giving me really dirty looks lately because I wear shorts, even though I'm old. But I think Pretty it's hot because, legs. Yeah, let's, but let's I think it's it. because um, I have all these scars from when we moved and the the mirror fell on me and cut up my the front of my leg. So I think that's why they're looking at me. Now. I, I don't think so, honey, but keep going. Anyway, <laughs> they probably just like my dress. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, what were we talking about? Spirit of mothering. Yep. Okay. The tent and women the tent, raising that's young what we're women. supposed to do. Yep. And that's the difference. And so the biggest, the blog I had the most hits ever was called mean girls. Yes. And the premise of it was, I really don't care if you wear designer clothes. I don't care if you're married, not married, have kids, don't have kids. If I am, am spending time with a woman, regardless of her age, and I'm thinking maybe we can be friends. The thing I'm looking for is, is she going to talk about other women? Yes. And, and if she's talking about other women, you know that she's talking about you when she leaves. Absolutely. Okay. And you're a fool if you think Good it's sign. not. If you think that that is an exclusive conversation, you are a fool. Right. Because if Never. she's talking about you, she's talking about somebody else. Yep. So I decided to switch that up when I was in my 40s and we'd have these group of, you know, attractive women that we'd hang out with at the country club and all the stuff we used to do back then. And I was like, I know how I can turn this around. When a woman walks away, I'm going to make sure I say something really complimentary about her. Like, don't you just think she's amazing? I think she's so awesome. Before anyone could say anything negative, I turned that. And the women would follow in suit. Hmm. Now, if I had said, God, she's so bitchy. Why does she have to? They would have like, oh, I've been dying to talk to somebody about it. She's driving me crazy. We can lead in this area. Wow, that's so good. We can that's lead right. other people. And we can be the person that says kind things about other people. And then we can also shut things down. Yes. Which I try to do with our kids. I have a no talking about your sibling rule. Like if you have something to say to me about my son, you go talk to my son, your brother. If you have something to say to me about my daughter, you can go talk to them yourself. Because that in a family, a mother has the power to destroy her family by sitting there and listening to that stuff. Golly, I hope you're listening to this. This is so good. It's right on. You do not let your kids complain about each other to you as a mother or a father. You turn them back to each other and to God and let your older kids for sure. If they're given an opportunity to do that, what will happen is each child will come to you and complain. They'll never deal with their stuff. Nothing will ever get healed. And eventually the family will just crumble. Wow. That's how serious it is. That's true. So I don't put up with that crap. Okay. Go house. girl. Okay. That's being a woman. <laughs> I'll put up with that with you either. No, I try. Okay. So this is the word that the Lord has given us for such a time as this, as mothers, that it's time to wake up and rise up. Okay. So I'm going to read this scripture here, babe, that, oh shoot, just lost everything. Oh God, it got really. (laughs) (laughs) Hang with us, Black Tribers. We're struggling today. (laughs) Sorry, I'll take a nap at some point. Guide older women into lives of reverence so that they can end up as neither gossips nor drunks. 
that's a tricky one, but models of goodness, <laughs> like, are you buzzed? Are you drunk? I don't know. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children and be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives. We don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behavior. Also guide the young men to live disciplined lives. Where is that? That is Titus 2, 3. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, 3 through 5. And it sounds like super old-fashioned-y, we have to be perfect. It's kind right. of like how people have destroyed Proverbs 31, which actually doesn't have anything to do with what people think it has to do with. But this isn't like be perfect. It's be a model through your life. Nobody cares what you say. If you say this, like I always, I always say to the interns, if I walked in with a bat black eye tomorrow, would you care about anything Gary Black had to preach to you? And they're all like, no. Because if you can't honor your wife and take care of your wife in private, we don't care what you say. And this generation especially right. could care a less about what you say. They want to see how you actually live. Right. We have kids say this all the time. I just want to be around you. I just want to like, you know, or at the end of, you know, by the time they graduate, they're like, the, the greatest thing I learned was watching your, you interact with in your marriage and you interact with your child. Right. And because they, they're looking for examples. So it's not everyone that knows me knows I'm the farthest thing from perfect. But I do have some standards I live by that I won't wiggle on that I would never like I would never go to a younger woman and talk about my marriage. I always go up. Yes. Right. Yes. Did you hear that? You never complain down. You always complain up. You don't go to younger people and start complaining about something going on in your life or some other staff member or whatever. You always go up and you don't want to be complaining. You want to get perspective and advice so that you can you can deal with the situation better. Yes, it's really good. exactly. Just leading by example. So I want to use um, Deborah as a great example in the Bible. Do you okay. know about her? I do know about that. Okay, Deborah, yes. so this is this really hit me because Judges five seven through nine talks about it starts with village life has ceased. It ceased in Israel. I get chilled every time until Deborah arose, arose a mother in Israel. Wow. So village life ceased. Village it ceased in Israel ceased. until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. Does that Israel. give you chills? Ooh, that's awesome. I know. She's saying it. She's a powerful I, woman. Yeah. So at this time, there were no, there was no king, but there were God appointed prophets and prophetesses. And Deborah was a judge and a prophet. So men came to her for advice and for judgment and all these different things. So the reason this hit me so hard in verse seven was it says village life ceased. Yeah. And we lived in a village in Spain. Yes. And that's a really hard concept for Americans to get. Just like kingdom is a hard concept for Americans to get because yeah. we're a democracy and we don't have. A well, monarchy. and we think individually, we don't think as a whole we're in this, that we're in the story. We think that the story is about us. That's, this is Wait, how we are that? as Americans. No, oh. <laughs> right. I'm shocked. Yeah. Okay. So village life, let's think about that for a second. Okay. When you would go out our door and you had our trash, how many old ladies were watching you? Lots of them. Yes. And how many of those old ladies on our street? And I mean, old ladies, they were precious and very tiny because they went through. They clean their little five feet they, of they, street in front of their, their, precious their little people. casa. Yeah. They take very good care of their things, but they knew our dog. They knew our dog's poop. They knew who our son was. They knew what I bought at the grocery store. They know what kind of car we drove. They knew everything. Yeah. That was village life. 
So had we lived there where we had small children and one of our children ran out into the street, one of those old ladies would have grabbed them and right. said, no, this isn't where you live. You live here because they knew everything that was going around, which could be good or bad. It's both. <laughs> both and But always. we've moved into a completely different lifestyle. Okay. So we, there is no village life now in America. Right. right. I'm sure there's a few small towns where it still exists, but there is no village life. Everyone lives in boxes. They drive their boxes. They go to work in their boxes. They come home to their boxes and then everybody in the family separates into their own boxes and looks at their boxes and then goes to sleep and starts them all over again. I think you should write a book about boxes. <laughs> no, I don't like boxes. <laughs> but village life has ceased in America. Yeah. So what that tells me then is that when I, Deborah, a mother of Israel, arises. So it is time since village life has ceased in America specifically for mothers to rise up. Okay, come on. So how do they rise up? Well, what does that look like? We got to take authority. We've got to take our families. Back. <sighs> we have to stop living in fear. Oof. Fear has become our greatest consumption on earth. And I was writing a chapter on this last night that there's no difference really between where fear and hate come from. We were on a prayer call yesterday morning. There's six of us that pray every Monday and Thursday morning, Seth Barnes and Bob Mudd, Ethan Wendell, Andrew Shearman, Timothy Dielbeck, and myself. And we'll talk for just a few minutes and then we jump into prayer. And as Seth was praying, the father said, I want you to post an invitation. Hmm. And I, so we were done praying. I, I went and asked him about that. And he said, I want you to invite people to step into a spirit of fear and get out of a spirit of, or step into a spirit of faith and get out of the spirit of fear. Yeah. And, and fear has become the God of America, especially through COVID and all the stuff we're going through. The fear is unbelievable. Yeah. The neighbors around my dad's house, he lives right up the street, won't go outside, won't even leave their house because they're so afraid of this virus. And fear has gripped our nation and gripped the world, really. But you're saying women have been fearful. No, I'm saying that women are the ones that can take the country back. I really okay. believe that. I, right. I think that it started with Columbine, the shooting at Columbine. I remember I'd spoken at a high school way like, to city limits down south, really kind of scary high school. Loved it. Was driving back up to my house in the north part of Colorado Springs. And I was looking at the mountains and the Lord said to me, you'll remember today is the day before it happened. And the next day was a Columbine shooting. And for those of you guys that don't know, Columbine was the first massive uh, high school shooting in Denver, Colorado. Which is an hour from here. Right. And so it hit us really, really hard. And we were this whole, our whole state was grieving. But what the I, whole nation. what I did, Alexis was in first grade, I think, yeah. at the time. And um, I was so intrigued by what had happened that I kept the news on all the time. And I didn't even think about it. And I had two little girls living with me and that was, that was in the atmosphere of our home. Wow. Yeah. And about two weeks into it, Alexis said to me, mom, I don't want to go to school. I said, why don't you want to go to school? And she said, I can't think of anything, but, but those boys coming in to shoot me. She said, when I'm on the park and when I'm on the playground, I think they're going to come shoot me. Wow. I think they're going to come in my classroom. I had allowed through information, the spirit of fear to come into my home. And I had forgotten about the vulnerability of a child. We do that all the time now. Yes. We keep the social media, we keep the TV on, and it's all bad news. These people are getting paid to get your attention. To create bad to news. To create bad news. Right. There's a lot of good news happening in the world. Right. So we've allowed the spirit of fear into our homes and into our children. And when our children tell us, I'm afraid, anxiety, we give them a pill. 
instead of saying you were created to overcome this fear, let me right. help you. Amen. Come on, preach. It's good stuff. It's huh? so good. Yeah, it's exactly. So right. I, I do. I believe it's the mothers who are going to rise up. And I think the first place we have to take authority again is spiritually. We have to go back into a place of prayer over our kids. I, you've seen my prayer books, the, the prayers over our family never cease. Your right. mom. Right. Dad, dad and I talked about that as well in the hospital the other day is, you know, my mom every single morning yeah. and every single night covered all of us and named There's us. There's a lot of us. And, and when she died, I felt it in the yeah. spirit. I felt a shift of that, that, that intercessory covering that she produced through a spirit of being a woman was gone. Because she had that place. She did. She had, she place. had more authority over your dad than anybody else That's because right. she was married to him. I have more authority in the spirit than anybody. Else. Your mom told me that when I married you, she basically was like passing the baton. She said, I'm not going to quit praying for Gary and the boys, but this is your place now. And you have the most authority. There. That's so good. See, can we learn that ladies? It's not a competition. No, <laughs> no, it was a precious conversation. It's a, it's, it made me cry. It's the red tent. You're, it, you're coming around your families as mothers to all of us. But she was saying, I trust you. Yes. I that's see who point. you are and I know what you're called to. And so here, I'm going to promote you. Wow. That's so, so I know she was a really awesome. We need more people like your mother for sure. Love Judy. I know we all miss that's her. Judy. Okay. So the second part um, in, in verse eight, it says they chose new gods. There was war at the gates, not a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in wow. Israel. So there's war happening everywhere, which is happening in our country right now. It's happening within our homes. It's happening within our, there's race wars. There's all kinds of political wars right. going so, on. Yeah. And it says not a shield or spear among 40,000. Nobody was fighting. Hmm. So there's war all around their gates and all around their perimeters. And everyone had dropped their, their, their shield and their spear. And I think that's what we've done. Yes, we have. We've just gone, I, I, nothing I can do. So Good luck. I'm going to go take a Xanax and watch the housewives and have some wine. That's really what women are basically saying a lot of the time on social media is I can't cope with this. I'm going to go have a, a huge yeah. glass of wine. Yep. I don't know. That's a great example for the next generation. <laughs> not that there's anything bad with having a nice no, glass of I wine. I enjoy my wine too, but it's not because I've given up. It's because I'm right. celebrating something. The issue is, is that we bow to a spirit of fear. We've made fear our God mm -hmm. instead of faith and empowering the next generation exactly. to walk in faith and not fear. To walk with their spear and their shield up. Well, and you used to make fun of me when the, we first got together because I can't stand for anyone to suffer. Seth and I are a lot alike that way. And so if someone sneezed, I'm like, do you need a Benadryl? Is it allergies? And you're like, why don't you pray for them before you give them a pill? And I was like, okay, that's a really good point. But I just went into, I would call it my nurturing. And it really, that wasn't good nurturing though. The nurturing could, should have been more like, what's going on? Are your eyes watery? Is it because someone brought a bunny home? Like, can we talk more about this? But we've done that with fear. Yes. Is we've told our kids, what we need to be telling our kids is it's normal to be afraid of things. That's where you grow. Right. So there's a warning system in you that's telling you something's off here and I need to get out of this situation, but we're not supposed to stay in fight or flight all the time. Right. That's what's wearing everybody out and making them sick. That's why nobody can smell a peanut without dying now right. because well, you, their system's overloaded. Yeah. And, and in the UK, they made a suggestion that there might be food allergies with peanuts in the schools. And all of a sudden there was thousands of peanut allergies because they just suggested it through fear. Instead of saying, not even saying it and saying, we're going to walk in faith in this thing. That's what happened to American schools. I remember that's exactly what happened. I remember going to visit Noah after I like helped him one of his classrooms and he was having lunch 
And I told him I packed him a peanut butter sandwich. He goes, I got to go sit at that table now, mom, because you can't have peanuts around your friends. And I was like, what, seriously? There was a table just for peanuts. Oh my gosh. Everything else was peanut free. (laughs) So he was ticked at me. So that's when we moved over to turkey sandwiches. Okay. Because peanut butter was keeping it. I wonder what happened with the turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwiches are the key. Okay. So Deborah's speaking life back into Israel. She's a judge. She's a prophetess. She declares herself mm-hmm. as a woman that's going to arise. And what happens? My heart is with the ruler of Israel who offered themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. So she's bringing it all back. She's saying it needs to come back full circle. Okay. So when a mother steps up, wakes up, because we are in a slumber, like the word wake up is the word of the Lord over mothers because you have been lulled into a slumber and you are not seeing what's happening in your own family. So whereas I would command the fathers to provide and protect, I would command the mothers to step up in the spirit. Do not for a second think you don't have authority there. It's your greatest play. You can spend 20 hours worrying or you can spend 20 minutes praying. Yeah, it's true. I was listening to Proverbs this morning and and it's the it says, you know, it's it's better to live on the corner of the roof than with a quarrelsome wife. And immediately the Holy Spirit said to me, or a quarrelsome husband. Oh. It goes both ways. That's nice. Right? If your husband's stuck in fear, yeah, and he's just just always like constantly battering everybody yeah. out of his anger and transmitting him that anger on everybody. That's not good. Yeah. When a woman's in fear, she's in control and manipulation right. and she's trying to fix everything. That's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Right. But women stand up and don't fight physically. They right. fight in the spirit mm-hmm. because that's their strength. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's Deborah. And it's a natural, it's the, the, the nurturing part of us is very natural. And it's, um, I think that we hesitate and we question things and we read books. I remember when I, my girls were maybe just starting school there was this big movement in a big church in this city with some of the big leaders that were really pushing this Bible study, which basically said, you're the boss. Your kids don't know anything. So you don't ever breastfeed on demand. If they cry in the middle of the night, you don't check on them. You let them cry. You let them. And I was like, I was having all these young mothers. They're like, yeah, now my kid's sleeping through the night or whatever, but they cried for four hours. Like, what the hell kind of mother lets their baby cry for four hours? A baby cries because it's trying to communicate it has a need. You've just told your child, I don't care what your needs are. I'm going to ignore you because I read a book at the big church. Whenever you go against your maternal, natural maternal instinct, you will blow it. If you will listen to that over any blog or anything. Again, not listening to it from a space of fear. No. Right. Cause we do know young mothers yes. that are full of fear. Yes. They over. Yes. They, the, the, the babies are always in the bed. So there's no sex happening. Right. right. That's fear. Yeah. So, but when you know, as a woman instinctively, cause you discern women discern way better than men, you discern this, yes. something's off here. You move on it in faith, not in fear. Okay. Let's just be biological for a second. Okay. When you're breastfeeding, wow. when your baby cries or any baby cries, the milk lets down. Yes. So your body naturally responds to the fact that your child needs to be fed. So if you're if you're going against what your body is saying and all your intuition is the baby's crying, it needs to be fed. I can feel it right now. The milk is letting down. Shut Just talking about open it. Eye, baby. It's like Come muscle on. memory. If you're going against that because someone told you something, you read something on the blog, you're going against what God put in you as a way to provide for your children, which is your maternal instinct. Wow which no one knows more what your child needs than you, not your pediatrician, not anybody else, you know, because you are their mother. Okay. And he will give you that same in 
intellectual insight for any children that are in your home. Yeah, because how did women do it, you know, back when they're walking around the desert with Moses, wandering around the desert, they still had to be mothers and they still had to raise their babies. Right. And there wasn't anybody there teaching them how to do that. They didn't have blogs and podcasts and they just went with their instincts and they yes. knew. Well, and you see all these moms holding their babies, like wrapping them up close to them in a carrier. Yeah. Everybody did that for thousands of years. And right. then some genius, probably a man who didn't have any children was like, hey, let's not hold the children. Let's put them in this little carrier. And then a few years ago, some bright young woman said, wait a minute, my baby sleeps better when it's close to me. Maybe we should keep our babies close to us. We're just reinventing the wheel all over again. Someone's done it somewhere. Yeah. Like the babies in Africa. Oh, my gosh. We couldn't believe they Those, swaddle these babies in 90 degree oh, weather. in fleece blankets. And you think they're going to die. I was scared to death they were going to die. Do you remember when I went and picked up Zandy at the <laughs> yes. hospital? Our, our little girl that lived with us that had a baby. Um, I went to, they wouldn't release her until I paid the bill. So I went to, we were out of town. I went to pay the bill. No fathers anywhere. Right. Just All lots of grandmothers, everywhere. lots of yeah. mothers. And it was 120 degrees. Yeah. And um, they had the, they handed me the baby and she was swaddled in fleece which doesn't breathe at all. And so being an American right away, I started unwrapping the baby. Like the baby needs, a, I know babies need oxygen this much. I know. And the grandmother, the go-go came. She said, no, 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 no. Don't let the heat get on her. Wow. Mystery solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. So that was an instinct though, that you had yes. because of the way you were taught. Yes. So it is good that you have the go-go, the grandmother yeah. there to actually mentor you and how this thing works. I still think my way was better. I still think we shouldn't uh, smother babies, but those babies survived. They, they did. They slept a lot. So the mothers got a lot of work done, but I think they were just unconscious, honestly, most of the time <laughs> because they would just be like, I was like, can we check and see if the babies are breathing? <laughs> I'm nervous about wow, the Wow, you're in rare form today. I love it. All right. So let's wrap this one up. Okay. Because we're going to jump into this again next week. Okay. So what do we got? Um, I think we just should just, uh, anyone that wants to probably should go and read that. It's, um, uh, judges five, seven through nine, but there's so much meat to it that we could, we could be here for a long time, but I think it's the best description of what's happening in our country right now. And the call is not to fathers to, to step up. It's the call is to mothers. Well, I mean, up. obviously it's to both. And I mean, fathers need to show up. They need to stay. Yep. They need to put more responsibility on their kids. They need to be fathers. Yes. Um, but right now it's a woman's call to wake up, to rise up and fight for your families, for our nation through the spirit mm -hmm. and be a warrior woman. Is what you're saying. Yeah. So we're going to talk about warrior women. Watch out next time yeah. on the price on black tribe. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to. All right, guys. Awesome, baby. This is great. This is going to be a fun little series. We do women rise up. I hope you young women again, get an impartation. You older women. And drink this and let's start discipling the next generation of women into this kind of goodness and this kind of strength into being young warriors. We can Jonah do better. Marks. We can do much better. We were better. created to do this. All right. God bless you guys. GaryandLisaBlack.com. Any suggestions, any questions about this? Uh, Patreon users, again, you'll get this on Wednesday. We have an annual button now if you want to pay annually, that buck a month or that five bucks a month or whatever you're doing. Um, and you get exclusive content from us. And then Fridays on iTunes and SoundCloud. This will come out on podcast. God bless you guys. We love this. We will talk soon.